welcome to the Hollywood to Hollywood podcast with your hosts, Emma and Jake D'Souza. Before we get started, I want to do a shout out to Neil, our Patreon, and to say if you'd like to support our podcast, you can do so in the show notes on our Patreon page. This week, we're going to be talking about AI technology, digital literacy, and basically how technology is bleeding into politics and how it's all interconnected. We've seen recently that Irish politics is becoming even more divisive, and part of that is how it is operating on social media and how the political parties are using social media channels. A huge part of that, of course, is content that is media-based. And we've seen over the years how in American politics, video manipulation and AI technology have all been used to manipulate agendas and objectives. And so I wanted to bring you in on this, Jake, in terms of, you know, you would be more of the a technology-based expert in this group, for sure. Expert. <laughs> Compared to me, yes. Well. We've obviously seen, um, especially during Donald Trump's era as president, that uh, media manipulation has been used by political parties quite a lot. Just look at the Nancy Pelosi one that was spread around last year. Oh, that yeah. was mani- manipulated to make it look like she was drunk. And that was a really basic technique of just slowing yeah, that, it down. Uh, was that even, I don't even remember if that was technically like machine learning based. I don't I think mean, it even was. It was just using just the down. media uh, in a way yeah. that can be distorted. Yeah. And uh, I think it makes it, it makes it more and more difficult for people to understand what's real and what's fake. That's right. Um, a, a recent example of uh, machine learning and uh, AI being used for, I guess, arguably a political campaign was the very obviously um, humorous example of the Tom Cruise for president video campaign that made its rounds around, you know, social media and YouTube and all around, um, which featured a realistic, I'd say, uh, Tom Cruise uh, deep fake of it's a it's a guy running running down a uh, I think a path somewhere in in the desert, probably in Death Valley or something, saying that he's always running around in his movies and that now he's running for president. Hmm. You know, the voice, which was probably just a a sound alike of Tom Cruise, and that was kind of the biggest giveaway because visually he really did look a lot like Tom Cruise after all the digital man- manipulation had been done. Um, and it kind of highlighted how easy it would be to uh, dupe people into thinking something like that was real, especially if it featured, you know, someone less movie star e, someone a little bit more in the political spectrum. You can but- also catch a, a video of Tom Cruise watching the video that was created of him running for president, which is, that, is quite comical. Is that actually real, or is that a deep fake video as well? I, I mean, whew. That's tough, Inception but I think it's real. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's all kinds of different examples. I mean, I've been pretty impressed by um, machine learning and... You know, trouble connecting to the internet. Check out the help section. Yeah. What even is that? Your Alexa talking? Why? Okay. Uh, there's even artificial intelligence listening to us right now. I don't even know what she... Trouble connecting to the internet. This thing can shut up now. Such a rookie mistake. It was. I, I have encountered that so many times during Zoom meetings over lockdown. Well, there's my introduction. Oh, Alexa. To it. Okay. Well, don't talk to her. She's going to talk back to you. She won't know. She's silenced. Excuse the interruption. 
disruption of our artificial intelligent uh, robot speaking to us while it thinks that we're speaking to it. So there's all kinds of uh, really cool examples of people using StyleGAN. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's uh, G-A-N. Like, for instance, one of the more popular ones is This Face Does Not Exist, which creates infinite amounts of, um, of human faces, which look startlingly lifelike, uh, but are not actually real people. It's, mm. It can be a little creepy at times. It's a because, little creepy. Yeah, um, they really do look real. But then sometimes you'll see something uh, horrific in the background where it didn't know what to generate. It thought this was what what a human being might have as as a head garment but it turns it into some sort of weird like mesh blending in with their hair and it just there are certain things that definitely come off like it didn't know what the hell it was thinking but the fact that there's no human being generating these things there's no actual person being photographed this is all just being come up with by a computer is amazing so there's those it's amazing but it's also terrifying because that's the direction that ai based technology is heading in where it's generating these faces right and i mean right now we're dealing with uh, a lot of deep fakes where what you're actually seeing is you know faces being superimposed almost onto another person right those are real people's faces yeah so there's some telltale signs discoloration around the neckline signs that will show you that this is maybe not not actually an accurate video. Yeah. But if we're heading in the direction of technology that can create faces on its own, I mean, that's going to make deciphering what's real and fake a lot harder. Yeah, definitely. It's uncharted territory. So, you know, we're going to just like with everything else, with the way technology has grown with social media and mobile phones turning into basically computers in our pockets. You know, back in the day in school, I would have killed to have an entire computer in my pocket. I had to come up with really inventive ways to cheat whenever, because I wasn't, I wasn't. You cheated? Oh, I totally cheated. Oh my God. You know, nothing important. It was like, you know, the. How did you even manage to cheat? There's just like no way you could have cheated here. There was just no way. Probably because you were allowed to dress in America. I went to a public school where I could dress the way I wanted. So I had like kind of poofy hair. um, And I think I would wear a hood. And I had a uh, mini disc player. It was basically like load files from your computer onto this disc uh, and then put that disc into this little mini disc player and it was it would play the mp3s and the teacher would say these questions like 80% of them are going to be on on the test. So just like you know study these and if you can answer like most of these questions you'll probably do well on the test. So what I would do is I would read the questions and the answers into the, my, my microphone uh, and record just a long you know a 25 minute recording of just all the questions and answers. Uh, and then I would take that MP3 and I would put it on my mini disc player and I'd put the mini disc in the cassette player thing. And I'd put that in my pocket and I'd put the headphones through my, uh, up through my hoodie and into my ears wow. uh, hidden by my hair. And I mean, the teacher had no idea. That just, is quite an elaborate trick, Jake. It was very, was very sneaky, sneaky of you. I was very, very sneaky. sneaky. But I mean, like, these you went through ju- all the effort of recording the answers <laughs> and you could have just learned them. I don't retain things well. So I, you know, I got that's how I got by for some of my uh, not my proudest moment. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, not in, we, are, we are not encouraging cheating. We are not encouraging cheating. But I'm saying that uh, we had to adapt a lot. I'm sure school systems have had to seri- I mean, and now it's a lot fucking easier for a kid to cheat. Mm-hmm. You know, people have wireless headphones. Yeah, I'm sure but, they would have to have adapted. They would have. But uh, besides that, you know, they're back to the subject of um, this new technology that we all have to get used to. AI technology, machine learning, all these things 
um, they're they're not going to go away. They're only going to get more and more prevalent. So definitely people have to get a keener eye. Um, and but the thing is, it's not all nefarious. Like I saw something, you know, I, I was saying about this face does not exist, but there's a bunch of other ones like uh, this horse does not exist. This cat does not exist. And they're just fun. Like you could just, you know, see. But I mean, also a little bit creepy. A little bit. Okay, well, this one won't be creepy to you. One I found actually really recently is this pizza does not exist. And I don't know if I want to see AI technology creating fake pizzas. Uh, I, I liked it. I mean, some of them don't look like they have a normal topping. Like you, But somehow, because it's pizza, you still want to eat it, even if you don't know what mystery substance is you know, drizzled all over the top. It somehow still finds its way to be appetizing to me. Maybe that's Only just me. Only to you. Maybe it might just be me. <laughs> but you raise a very good point in that uh, this technology is not going anywhere. It's actually only going to increase in its sophistication and increase in how often it's being used. That's right. And of course, it's not all nefarious, as you say, and there's going to be uh, lots of benefits to this technology as well as the the negatives. But the negatives are that it can be used, you know, to put out into the world uh, information that isn't real. And misinformation can be quite hard to decipher, especially if you don't have the technology-based tools to understand what it is that you're looking at. That's right. And it, most people would assume they're going to be duped by, like we were already talking about, uh, fake videos of politicians and leaders and things like that. But I mean, it, it can be threatening in ways um, that most people aren't considering at this time, which would would affect more regular people in even just their their line of work. You know, people were complaining about machines taking over factories and uh, people losing their jobs to uh, factory automation. But, um, you know, how about the fact that there are entire articles that can be generated without a human being being at all a part of it anymore. You yeah, can... I did feel a little bit, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Defensive. I didn't <laughs> like that when I could see that, uh, you know, AI technology could just write an entire article for me. For yeah. me, but like, what about my articles? You don't, you're not necessary. You're obsolete <laughs> as, you know, it would be in a Twilight um, Zone You episode. know, like, what about all the writers? Uh, you know, what? are we destined now to become no. obsolete? What you do is you embrace it. You you work with a computer. I mean, I've seen some really cool software no, for writers, actually for writers, no, 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 no. where no, if no, you're no. losing your creative mojo, you need some help, you have, you can have some basic character uh, descriptions, you can have an idea of, you know, a setting, and you could just, you can but have... Is it really your idea anymore? No, but that it doesn't have to be. You're still a writer. You know, you're not plagiarizing anybody because there's nobody to plagiarize. It's you're you. It's basically you have a partner who is just a computer script. And, you know, that's it. That'll be the future. No one's going to be upset. I mean, I don't think you're going to get in trouble for that as long as it's competently written and you're like the the only, you know, a conscious author of it. There is no harm in that. And I mean, that's just for, you know, that's that's paid work. What about all the people that like writing for fun? All the, you know, fan fiction out there. There's so many different types of writing um, where now they, they there's kind of a fun aspect to it where what can my computer write for me for my characters here? I've given I know a, that you find it was fun. I thought it was really fun. I mean, because I, of course, being uh, the mature individual I am, I just put in a <laughs> bunch of naughty words and saw what I could do with them. But besides that, there's also, you know, as a musician, I was a little uh, at first a bit defensive as well when I saw that, you know, AI technology can be used to uh, automatically generate music compositions. But mm. I mean, even music compositions at this point, they they don't sound right. So it'll be a while before musicians are put out of business by artificial intelligence. But 
it will be the future. Like these, there, there will be a point where even as easy as it is now for someone to be a home recording artist, I mean, the desktop will no longer be the assistant and you will be the assistant to the desktop recorder. So this sounds like a terrifying future. It is. And it isn't. I'm, I'm all right with that. I mean, mean, as someone who's not exactly a technology based person. Yeah. We, we both know that. I still prefer to write out on paper. Yeah, we had like basically it's like misery over here. You have to pull out the typewriter and a typewriter would be a stock. good present for me for Christmas. Oh, hint, hint. Uh, so and it's 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 interesting. It's uncharted territory, but we're getting a good glimpse at it. I mean, I've seen some really cool stuff. Nvidia is big on um, putting out some really cool, uh, I guess, generative. I don't know what the term is, but really cool AI technology. Um, there was this one really awesome demo I saw, which I believe has been out for a while now, the final product, where you it's just a really rudimentary drawing application where you draw like a line and you draw like a couple shapes. And depending on the tool that you're using to draw these shapes, it will automatically generate a photorealistic version of what you're drawing. So you you are drawing like a really uh, simplistic children's drawing of your of of a landscape here's the horizon it's a line here's the water it's also a line here's the mountain it's a squiggly line here's a cloud it's a cloud shape but the software is able to take that and in in real time interpret um what you're drawing and turn it into uh, a photorealistic rendering of a completely fake landscape that looks convincing. It's got like proper reflections, proper shading, really high definition um, textures, and it it does this instantaneously. And I mean, it's only going to get more and more complex and better as time goes on. But there will always be a place for the human being with uh, AI technology. I'm well, confident. I certainly hope so. But uh, there is a point to be made here, right? Education. I think that if this is the future, which it does certainly look like it is. Certainly shouldn't uh, education be finding ways in order to teach digital literacy so that people from a young age can understand how to navigate uh, AI-based technology. I know that some countries are already leading the way in this. Uh, Finland, for example, starts digital literacy training and education from primary school age. Wow. And they are like the top of the top uh, in Europe and beyond in terms of their ability to decipher between fake and real um social media and media in general. So certainly they seem to be leading the way that indicates that education from a young age in this area does help people in terms of understanding what they see. I think that's really cool. But I mean, maybe this is just me, but I think it's kind of an effort in futility here just because eventually, well within these people's lifetimes, you're not going to be able to tell the difference. You're there's no way you're going to be able to. It's But there's more than just understanding how a video could be fake or real. There's also um, other learning that needs to be done here, too, in terms of understanding what the purpose of that video is and what maybe is trying to be done through using social media, especially in terms of what political parties do in terms of using videos to manipulate and put forward an agenda. You have to be able to understand the purpose of that video and what it is they're trying to achieve. It's not necessarily just about understanding if the video itself is fake, but what's actually happening in terms of manipulation of the population. That's true. Which I think is another interesting uh, aspect to consider too. Definitely. 
But certainly, one person that has benefited from manipulated media is Donald Trump. Oh, oh and yes. it's quite ironic because he basically created the term fake news hmm. and then like puts nothing out but fake news. Why would we expect any less of that giant? I keep finding piece of myself shit. thinking about uh, George Orwell's 1984 recently. You know the term doublespeak. Mm. It applies so much to Donald Trump's presidency, but also to how Brexit is uh, falling apart, and the entire Brexit campaign. It just it feels like 1984 was, you know, not necessarily a work of fiction, but really a prediction into the future these days. One of the fun. Uh, aspects of AI technology, for me at least, is uh, I saw recently they were able to uh, train AI tech to recreate Pac-Man, like from scratch. It just kind of like it learned how to make Pac-Man and how to make Pac-Man work. So um, it's it's certainly way more complex than I could ever fully understand. But um, I think it's really fascinating that a computer program can generate another computer program just by learning a little bit about that computer program. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty interesting. And actually, just to close off on a completely separate point, but because we're talking about AI-based technology, I have to throw in this little bit of a nugget and say that anyone who hasn't seen it, you should probably watch Raised by Wolves. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just... <laughs> like, a... that's totally off topic, but yeah. AI technology features very heavily in this TV show, and yes. we both thoroughly enjoyed it it's sci-fi uh it's ridley scott it's fantastic yeah. certainly if you haven't caught it and you like ai based technology and uh, sci-fi then definitely it, give this a go it's definitely for you uh if you like alien or any of the alien franchise films and you like the um androids in those films you will probably appreciate raised by wolves because it does borrow from that universe uh ridley scott's very uh, fond of the android having its own kind of god complex being the yeah, product of being like he does and on that note we'll close out the episode uh, so I think my closing thoughts on this episode is that I think education is key in terms of understanding digital literacy and that if we look at countries like Finland, we can see a pretty good blueprint on how to bring that into our education system here in Ireland, North and South. In terms of the um, demographics, of course, education in terms of young people is necessary, but there's also a big uh, literacy, digital literacy gap when it comes to older people as well, because, you know, their generation removed from the technology boom that we've experienced for us in our, you know, 20s, 30s and, and so forth. So I think education would be great in terms of trying to decipher and understand the direction that we're going in as a society when it comes to technology. And I'm keeping my fingers and toes crossed that we don't see the divisive politics of the U.S. take root here in Ireland and do so through the advent of media manipulation and AI-based technology. Let's keep our fingers crossed for that. And that's us. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.